Welcome back, everyone. We are Honest Iceland, your Icelandic friends. From Iceland. And from Germany. And this week, horror will creep under your skin. Because it is October. And we thought we'd bring you a Halloween special. Icelandic ghost stories. So, is Halloween something that you celebrate in Iceland? It is not, no. <laughs> we we do not celebrate. Um, it, it's more common now. Yeah, a little bit. I think it's more like parties. You know, costume parties. But also, but, kids but do in, trick and treat. But in Icelandic, um, we also have something called Grimubal, uh, which means like co- costume party. But the direct translation is mask dance. So, I mean, like, that, that's really relevant now as well. We can have everybody over for a mask dance in COVID. So, there are so many tales and stories of ghosts and trolls, elves and monsters. And we want to tell you some of these stories in our Halloween special episode. And stay tuned, because when we finished these stories, we tell you why so many people in Iceland believed in these monsters and elves. And some of them still do, till today. So, first story we're going to tell you is Redhead. And it's not what you think, because it's an evil whale of Kvalfjörður. Now, Kvalfjörður is a region travelers pass from the way to Reykjavik to the west-north of Iceland. West or north? West-north is not a thing. <laughs> no, the west-north. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Kvalfjörður is a region travelers pass on their way from Reykjavik to the west or the north of Iceland. Uh, Kvalfjörður is surrounded by mountains, one of them named Kvalfell, or Whale Mountain. To the east of Kvalfell is a lake called um, Kvalvatn, Whale Lake, which is about 160 meters deep. The river, called Botsá, flows from the lake to the Glimur waterfalls, which is one of the highest waterfalls in Iceland, about 200 meters. The origin of these names go back to the story we will tell you today. Once upon a time, men from Suderness went to Gerfuglasker, Great Auk Reef, uh, to catch great auks. That's why they're that's why they're extinct today. Yeah, it's because we overhunted them. Stupid men from Suderness. Uh, when they returned to land, one of the men was missing. The group returned home believing that the man was dead. So, not a lot of investigation <laughs> into this. I guess a lot of people died great awking. Uh, when they returned one year later to the same spot, they found the man, who they believed to be dead, safe and sound. It came to light that the elves had placed a spell on him but treated him well. The man, however, was not happy with the elves and went back ashore with the other men. By now, an elf woman was carrying his child and he had promised her to have the child baptized if she brought it to him at church. Now, 
Back at land at a, at a mass at Kvalsnes Church, a cradle was found outside with a note. The man who is father of this child will make sure that it is baptized. The pastor suspected the child's father to be the man who spent the year on the reef. The pastor pressed the man to acknowledge that this was his child, but he denied it. Only seconds later, a tall woman appeared in front of them. She said, I cast a spell on you that you shall become the worst of evil whales in the sea and wreck many ships. She took the cradle and vanished without a trace. After this, the man became mad. He ran off to sea and jumped off a cliff between Keplavik and Leira. There he was instantly transformed into the worst of evil whales. He was from now on called Redhead, for he had a red cap on his head when he jumped out to sea. Redhead terrorized the sea. He sunk 19 ships between Seltianes and Akranes before he found refuge in the fjord between Kalanes and Akranes, which now we know as Kvalfjörður or Whale Fjord. At this time, a pastor with supernatural powers on the shore of Kalfjörður called Sörbær had two sons and one daughter, who were fully grown and very promising. When his sons went out fishing, they met with Redhead, and they both died. The pastor felt the loss of his sons deeply. Even though he was old and blind, he asked his daughter to take him down to the shore. He stuck a stick into the ground at the tideline and asked his daughter what the sea looks like. The sea is smooth and calm. A little later, the pastor asks again. I can see a black stripe coming up the fjord like a big swarm of fish. When the stripe had reached them, the pastor asked her to lead him inland along the shore, which he did. The stripe moved with them. But as the fjord grew more shallow, the daughter could see that the stripe was the wake of a huge whale swimming straight up the fjord, like he was let or driven. At the end of the fjord at Bohnsau River, the pastor asked his daughter to lead him up the western bank of the river. The whale followed, struggling as the river was too small for him. When the whale reached the point where the river cascades down off the heath, the space grew so small everything around him started to shake. When he climbed the waterfall, everything trembled like an enormous earthquake and the rock makes made thunderous roars. This is the origin of the waterfall named Glimr, which translated to English is Roaring. The hills above the waterfall are known, are known as Skjálvandahæðir, or Shaking Hills. But the pastor did not stop. He went on until he brought Redhead into the lake from which Botsa River flows. The lake is now called Kvalvan, Whale Lake. When Redhead reached the lake, he perished from the strain of climbing. No one has seen him again, although whale bones have been found at the lake, which makes people believe that this story is absolutely true. When the pastor made his way back with his daughter, everyone in the village thanked him for what he had done. All right. What do you think about the story? Have you heard it before? I just cannot believe 
they haven't made a movie about this. <laughs> yeah, know? it's called Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They should make a make a movie about this, like Jaws, like whales, whale or something. So now you know the if you go to Klimur waterfall. I actually didn't know that it's roaring because of the of the whale. The whale, and everything in this area is called whale. It's whale river, whale lake, whale mountain, whale fjord. The next story is called the monster of Lautrapjark. Lautrapjark is the westernmost point of Iceland and of Europe, with sea cliffs that stretch for 14 kilometers. At the highest point, the cliffs are over 440 meters high. Lautrapjark is the bird watcher's paradise and home to millions of seabirds. Many ships have sunk off Lautrapjark and many sailors' lives have been lost there. The last vessel to run aground was the British trawler Dune, just before Christmas 1947. All crew members were rescued by the local people. But this was not the only danger the cliffs of Lauterberg had to offer. Those who climbed down the cliff to collect valuable eggs and trap birds were also at risk. However, traditions like egg gathering and bird trapping have not been practiced since 1925, after the two young men fell to their deaths. This is the story of the monster of Lautrebjark. In the 13th century, the days of Guðmundur Arason the Good, the people were sure that a monster resided in the cliffs, spoiling the fisherman's catch. Also, many people got into accidents while climbing down the cliffs to collect eggs. So to collect eggs, one man was holding the rope while the other was hanging along the cliff. During this time, it often happened that one holding the rope reported that the collector suddenly disappeared. The man hanging on the rope was later found dead and mutilated at the foot of the cliff. When the rope was examined, it appears that it was cut with a sharp knife. The problem was taken to the bishop, Gvudmundur the Good, who went west to the cliff and summoned the rock dweller. When he appeared, the bishop lectured him harshly, threatening to drive him off the cliff. The rock dweller begged for mercy. A black sheep must have somewhere somewhere to go. He wanted to stay. The bishop rage softened and asked the rock dweller how much land he needed. You can decide for yourself when you know how big my family is. I have 12 ships off the shore. On each ship there are 12 men. Each man has 12 harpoons. And for each harpoon there are 12 seals. Then I cut each seal into 12 pieces. So there will be one piece for each of us and also two for each seal's head. So count, sir. 
The bishop allowed the rock dweller to stay with his family in the part of the cliff has since been called Hedinabjark, Heathen's Cliff. It was the part of the cliff most difficult for humans to catch birds. He then blessed the cliff except the one with the monster and his family and forbade the creature to go beyond the line. The rock dweller has never been seen again and the bishop's ban on gathering eggs on the cliff was not broken for many centuries. I still don't know how big his family is. That's like a... That's some Probably some math. 12. That's some kind of math for you listeners to figure out yeah, how... It sounds like the rock dweller. Only <coughs> knew one number. 12. Just the number 12. So Lautrapjark is a really popular we talked about it uh, in the, in a few episodes a popular destination for bird watchers for puffin watchers and you have to be very careful at the cliff yeah best thing to do is just crawl when you're like two three meters away from the edge just crawl on the bottom and and crawl slowly towards the edge lying down and be- don't do any egg catching. <laughs> I cannot imagine how people could do this in, in the you know in the old times because these cliffs oh. are so high and so yeah. scary yeah. and I would never trust anyone to to let me down with a rope. Yeah and also the thing that I don't understand is like why why was it traditionally just like two people that went, like one on the rope and one holding the rope. It sounds like they could have taken more people with them, you know, more people to hold the rope. But I don't know. At least the monster does not threaten us anymore. And our last story is, for me, the most creepy one. So, warning for you listeners, get a blanket, dim the light... Light a candle. The next story is called Helga, the farmer's daughter and the elves. Once upon a time, there was a wealthy farmer who lived in... Uh, it's called Gnubvelja Hreppr. In the east of Iceland. Not the easiest country. No, place name. He and his wife had two daughters. The older one was their favorite while the younger one was neglected. Her name was Helga. But the farm was troubled. Every Christmas day, one person had to stay at the farm to watch the house, while the rest attends Evensong, a mass in the church. And every time the family returned in the evening, the person was dead. And no one was willing to be the person left behind. This time, the farmer and his wife told Helga, the neglected daughter, to stay home on Christmas Day. She was to milk the cows, tend the sheep, and boil the smoked mutton lamp for their Christmas dinner. It would not be a great loss if she went the way of the others, they said, should such thing befall. So the family went off and Helga was left alone. She tended the sheep, milked the cows, 
swept the whole house thoroughly and put the Christmas roast into the pot to boil. When the meat was well on the way to be done, a small girl walked into the kitchen holding a bowl in her hand. The girl greeted Helga, who returned the greeting. She asked for a piece of meat and a drop of fat in it. Although Helga's mother has strictly forbid her to touch the meat or give a scrape of it, she put a piece of the meat and a drop of fat into the child's bowl. The girl smiled, thanked Helga and went off. After the work of the day was finished, Helga lit a lamp, took her shoes off and went into the common room to read a book. Not after long, she heard loud noises from the outside and many people of strange-looking folk ventured into the house, sitting on every free space until the main house in the farm and every other building was completely full. When everyone found a place, they began with every kind of entertainment and talks, but not taking notice of Helga at all, as if she was invisible. So she went on reading her book. When it was time to milk the cows, Helga couldn't move because so many of the strange-looking folk surrounded her. One man, however, was taller than the others, old with a long beard. He commanded the others to make space for Helga so that she could get her shoes and move about the house. When she was in the cowshed milking, a man came in. He asked her to lay with him in the hay stall, but Helga refused. He repeated his request several times, but Helga refused again. So he went away and Helga kept milking. A little later, a woman stepped into the shed, greeting Helga with a smile. She thanked her warmly for the kindness she showed her child in the kitchen and that she refused to lay with her husband. She handed Helga a bundle of clothes. In this bundle there are clothes which I believe you will be able to wear with honor on your wedding day. And with them there is a belt by which you will not be demeaned. Good luck will follow you and you will marry a bishop. But you must never give the clothes away nor wear them before your wedding day. Helga accepted and thanked the woman. Back in the house, the visitors made space for Helga, although still no one seemed to notice her. When daybreak came, the visitors started to move on and Helga was alone again. When examining the bundle, she saw that the elf woman had given her the most exquisite garment and the bell excelled it all. She then finished the morning work on Christmas Day and was done when the family returned from church. When they saw her safe and sound, they said, Of course she would have to live when no one would have missed her if she died. Right away they questioned Helga what happened at night and Helga was vague in her answers. She showed them the bundle of clothes from the elf woman and both her mother and sister admired the garment jealously. They would have had taken the clothes from her, but Helga locked it away safely. Now time passed and the next Christmas came around. Both Helga's mother and sister wanted to stay behind at the farm receiving gifts from the elves. 
it was decided that her mother stays at home while the others go to church. Not much is known of the time of her mother in the house, only that a small child came into the kitchen, begging her for a piece of meat and a drop of fat. The woman angrily refused to give the child anything, saying, For who knows if your folk are not much better off than I? The child repeated the request, but Helga's mother became so furious that she struck the child, breaking its arm, so the bowl fell on the floor. The child started to cry, picking up the bowl with the other hand and went away weeping. When the others returned on Christmas Day, their faces turned pale when they saw Helga's mother. This story will be continued in the next episode of the Honest Iceland Ghost Stories. Because it will be a little bit closer to Halloween. So we want to have a little bit of a cliffhanger here. We want to tell you the rest of the story in the next episode where other stories are waiting for you as well as well more ghost stories so in the meantime you can figure out and think for yourself what happened to helga's mom after she struck a child yeah that's pretty savage i feel so what do you think what is going to happen ali i think she dead she dead I think she's she's dead. Uh, I mean, like the the elves are not kind. In in the Icelandic stories, it's it's sometimes they are kind, but sometimes they are not. They have a they they have tough justice. Yeah, tough love. And how do you see the story so far? The the so I love these stories because you you. You read the stories, but you still, the story doesn't tell you anything what's going on. It just tells you like a timeline. Yeah. So what I think is that the that she was able to see the elves that are usually invisible. Yeah. That came into her house to visit. Mm-hmm. And maybe she saw them because she gave the elf child the meat and the fat. Maybe. And I mean, a lot of stories are about elves gathering everywhere around you, but you cannot see them. Yeah, that is so true. So, I'm curious what's going to happen next. Well, I already know, but yeah, we're... Exactly. <laughs> already know. But I hope you're interested enough to come listen to the next episode. Until then, stay safe, be happy, and smile. And... Happy Halloween! Halloween.